Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit contractproperties.net. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now it's time for Jason Martin and Vol for Life Ramon Foster. Powered by all four seasons garage doors. Together, they are J-Mart and Ramon on 104.5 The Zone. Hour number two of the program on this Thursday morning on 104.5 The Zone. Jason Martin, Ramon Foster, Jonathan Schaefer. Here's where you can find us 24-7, 365. It's at Jmart and Ramon. Individually at Ramon Foster, at Schaefer on Sports, at Jmart Radio. Picture me polling today has people all up in arms. Oh, my gosh. Is Gus Malzahn a candidate you would support at the University of Tennessee? We are aware that that job is not open. We are mainly just trying to figure out what you think about Gus Malzahn, who's on the market right now, and whether or not you think that would be a step in the right direction past Pruitt in terms of do you think he's a better coach than Pruitt? It's basically what we're saying. That's, yeah. that's the easiest way to look at it. It is a Hall and Oates Thursday as well. Uh, John Oates will join us in the third hour of the show. Conversation off air before the show started last Thursday, sampling music and listening to music and all of us being such big time music fans to the extent that i think that was that was the thing that mattered the most to me for much of my yeah. life and i had so much of it uh i mean i had like 300 cds stolen when my car was jacked <laughs> when i was in college uh that was a that's a story for a different day but it involved a gun in my face in a blockbuster video oh, uh, not not the best day but i had a bunch of cds jacked but i had a ton like it was almost offensive how much music i had and still have in different forms to this day, but that conversation is going to be a lot of fun with John. Yeah. It's coming up in the third hour of the show. And again, over 80 million sold uh, Hollywood walk of fame in 2016 rock and roll hall of fame in mm-hmm. 2014, just tons of songwriters hall of fame. Yeah. I want to ask how many people have reached out that are just surprising. Hey man, I love your music and it's mm-hmm. inspired me to do what I'm doing. I, I bet you there is a crazy, yeah. list, especially when you got two chains sampling them. <clears throat> I know, right? Like that's that's absolutely nuts. But we didn't get to this in the last segment because we started reading some of the responses to the poll question. But a fractured throat. <laughs> Frank Ragnow, guard for the Lions, played through a fractured throat against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> this is not an injury you hear about a lot. Oh uh, man, the Journal of maxillofacial and oral (laughs) surgery a fractured throat bone is extremely rare typically the product of trauma associated with strangulation oh don't sound good man i mean not good at all not not good at all bob not great bob yeah no we talked about ribs man yesterday with, with drew Brees and matthew stafford i couldn't imagine a fractured throat. You know, it's one of those things. You have somebody joke around, punch you in the throat right now. 
You know, like that's something that's that's been said, but to actually have it fractured, I could not imagine. And Jason, the other part of it, it started trending, and you know how Twitter is. I I don't even want to know, man. I, I didn't, didn't see really. It cause I I get off Twitter after the show for the most part each day for the sake of my own sanity. Yeah, we know how Twitter is. Lamar took a poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, we still haven't. Com- not that I'm looking to confirm. Okay, but yeah. The the message has been sent around about a throat fracture. Jason, now look, we've all had our health issues to some degree, especially if you played a sport. You've either rolled an ankle, sucks, right? You've either like like rolled your wrist, like dislocated finger. I right now uh, on my uh, right thumb, I got a plate and four screws in it, Jason, okay? But I've never heard of anybody having a throat fracture. Like, I feel like we got to hear some of, if you have at, at any point in your life had a weird injury or just something, you know what? I never thought I could do that at us at J Martin Ramon on Twitter. Yeah. Weird injuries. And weird. I mean, sports, there's a laundry list of injuries that happen to athletes, baseball in particular, dudes that have like cut their hands with salad tongs and missed <laughs> the entire season. There's been a guy that stayed in a tanning bed too long and basically ruined his entire year. There's all sorts of weird stuff out there. Uh, there's somebody going through a glass table in the middle of the night, not realizing it was there. Like, just well, that that's night, just you know. Buffalo Bills fans doing that, going through tables. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. So I went to SportsInjuryClinic.net. A Uh-oh. fractured larynx occurs after a direct impact to the front of the neck. This is most frequent in road traffic accidents. It can sometimes happen in washing line tackles where the arm is raised to throat level as the <laughs> opponents run past. So basically we're talking about a clothesline here. We're we're talking about a western lariat. So you mean when we all played as kid Red Rover Red Rover? That's basically uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, we were yes. all in danger of fractured throats. There are four different groups. One's minor injuries, mild respiratory symptoms. Group two, moderate injuries, degree of airway compromise, and uh, minor disruption. Three and four, severe airway compromise, massive Ooh. swelling, cartilage exposure, muscosal tears, mucosal tears, and vocal cord immobility. The difference Ooh. between groups three and four is in treatment. Group four injuries require a stent. All I'm saying is when I heard fractured throat, I was like, oh, so he's dead? <laughs> like John claude Van Damme? I was like, I mean, is, did his head just, yeah. did Chong Lee, like, kick his head off his body? Blood sport him all the way across the, and this is the Lions guard. The reason why we're talking about that, we're not just randomly talking about a right. uh, NFL player. He's a guard for the Detroit Lions who Center. are playing against the Titans yeah. on Sunday. And, and again, Jason, this goes back into the sometimes the ball or the throat just falls yes, your center, way sometimes. But yeah, and sometimes, I mean, here they are probably going to be without their starting center this weekend and starting quarterback. I'm I telling mean, you, man, this, this should be a blowout for the Titans. It should. Unless man. I wake up differently tomorrow, I'm going to say the exact same thing at the end of tomorrow's show that I've said the last two. You should dominate this football team. If Stafford doesn't play alone, but if you also don't have the center, you're going to have a different quarterback, and I guarantee you there's going to be a botch snap in this game. Oh, 100%. You just just know it's coming. 100%, man. And and sometimes the ball just falls your way. It's just how it's going for them right now. And you know what? It's happening at the right time. You can start off really, really good during the NFL season and fall off. Right now, it seems like for the Titans – more than anything, they are just finding a way to say, you know what? Oh, your team is having issues. Guess who's on your schedule this week? 
we are. And that's that's all you want, man, because overall record right now is something that's that's going to help as much as it can with uh, their seeding and just they win AFC South. They get the home field uh, advantage, at least for one game. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how big of a blowout this game can be, Jason. Colts defensive tackle Henry Anderson in 2017 missed seven games with a fractured throat. Mm. He was hurt when he was hit in the front of his neck by a running back. It took season-ending surgery. All I'm saying is when somebody says, I hit you in the front of your neck, <laughs> and I'm thinking about a helmet is probably the thing that did that, that yeah. sucks, man. Yes, like This is the analysis they paid me to bring. That sucks. Please don't hit me in the front of my neck. This almost okay, Jason. Since you were in that world and you know you're a little bit more savvy than most, who had the sickest clothesline? Okay. Well, I mean, Stan Hansen had the like world's greatest lariat. Yeah, I felt like Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham's lariat's the one I grew up on. Wyndham to yeah. me was one of the most underrated guys. I mean, Roman Reigns is a guy that does like a trifecta of clotheslines now yeah. in the WWE. There's a whole lot of dudes in Japan that just maul each other on a nightly basis over there. Austin they had an underrated clothesline. Steve Austin? Yes, he had a pretty good. I think he had I think he had I think he had, an, yes. I think he had an underrated one before he got hurt. I think that he was a much better worker prior to becoming Stone Cold. Stone Cold was a main event level worker. Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin, Hollywood blonde Steve Austin mm. was an amazing technical performer. This, this is uh, the content we came that. here for is breaking that down, the Steve Austin <laughs> worker. <laughs> Trying to think of anybody else's lariat that really stands out. Uh, pretty lariat. much anybody but Lex Luger's is that's Lex one way Luger. to go. Lex Luger was a show though, man. <laughs> he was the guy that didn't go home and learn a new move though. He was the I guy know. that stuck with the same four. But he had a he had a long career. Yeah, he and did. I think towards the end he actually realized that he didn't need to look down on the business that he made his living in for such a long time and realized it was actually not a bad thing to do. Best clotheslines. I'm going to think about it during the break. I might have even yeah, more answers yeah. when we come back on the flip side. Hey, before we get to the break, we got Andy Staples coming up next. We're going to talk about college football. If you want to see college football, it is yeah. indeed UT Ticket Thursday, last one of the season. Be caller number five right now, 615-737-ZONE. That is 737-0663 or 9663. Right now, Jonathan Schaefer, if you're number five, he'll tell you so. That'll win you two tickets to see the Vols against the Aggies of Texas A&M, the number five team in the country, this Saturday at Neyland Stadium. UT Ticket Thursday will be going on all day as it is every Thursday during the college football season. Caller number five again, 615-737-ZONE. That'll win those two ducats. Just make sure you can actually make the game on Saturday. When we come back, we'll talk about a lot of games and a lot of things happening around the world of college football. And is Gus Malzahn a step in the right direction? I'm going to ask, I'm just going to ask him point blank. Andy, look at our poll question and tell us what's going on. Plus a lot of Hall and Oates talk with Andy coming up next. Oh, yeah. On 1045 The Zone. Never out of touch is Jay Martin Ramon. We're on Twitter at Jay Martin Ramon. You can find us there. Picture me polling just has people all riled up. Oh, Mel's on satisfactory for the Vols if they were to have a head coaching opening. It's it's all hypothetical, but it's also a lot of fun. It always is. It's a Hall and Oates Thursday as well. Uh, John Oates is going to join us at about eight fifteen this morning. 
I love this show sometimes. I definitely love this show today for that reason. And I know what's going to happen later on in the day. I'm listening. It's going to be Hall and Oates is going to be all through my house, through my Bluetooth <laughs> speakers all day long. Like nope. it's, I'm already planning on drinking my coffee after the show, uh, listening to Hall and Oates. Like I just already know it's going to happen. I also know what's going to happen right now. It happens every Thursday. It is Andy Staples of The Athletic. The Tennessee Education Lottery proud to have raised more than $5.5 billion with a B dollars to support education programs in Tennessee. To learn more about programs funded by the lottery, visit TNLottery.com. They make it possible to bring in Andy every week. Andy, how are you this morning? What's up, gentlemen? Very excited What's going on? for Mr. Oates. Very excited. I, I was listening to some Hall and Oates this morning. See? Uh, you brought me into Out of Touch. That was one. I had forgotten what a finely crafted pop song that is. You forget Andy, how many songs they got, man. It's just like uh, when you started going back and listening, I was just like, oh, yeah, they did this, too. Like, oh, this is why they sold 80 million albums. I get it now. Oh, that, that, that opening riff to You Make My Dreams Come True, I mean, you hear that sound, sound, Yes. You, you like know what the best screen. part about it? That took me back, honestly, and I was reading up on that because I was like, man, it's been in so many movies. You know where one of them, well, for me, the one that sticks out a whole lot is on uh, Step Brothers when they were finally starting to get together and be <laughs> friends and buddies. That's right. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Indeed. So the important question I'm not even going to – we'll ask you about Gus Malzahn, but let's do this right. Waffle House hash browns. We've been talking about this off air for days now, and and these guys didn't realize that country was a thing and that there's a hidden menu at Waffle House. I don't don't know if country's hidden. I think it's on the menu now. So country is – they put sausage gravy on your hash brown, which is – I mean, that's a fine option. My my personal preference, I go scattered, covered – Chunked and topped. Chunked is covered as cheese. Chunked is ham. Topped is chili. And I realize that's probably not the best thing to order at two in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't care. Don't care. And I and, and double order. And I, if I'm feeling fancy, I'll go tap and get the mushrooms. But normally, that that that's my order. Nice. I got to just tell you mine, Andy, just to see if um. So I would get a double. Okay, it's just gonna start that off right. Of course, uh, I get it smothered, covered, uh, peppered, and um, yeah, diced. Sometimes that's diced where I'm at. Tomatoes. With. Yeah, see, I don't like tomatoes or onions, so that that takes me out of it. Uh, um, okay, okay. I did, I did slip uh Gus Mal's on hash browns order into a story the other day and i want to say he smothered covered chunk i think he's, yeah scattered scattered smothered covered and chunk i think is how he goes yeah, yeah. I, i'm a covered and chunk guy just a ham and cheese but my tastes have evolved in the last few years i haven't had them in a couple of years so maybe i need to branch out now that i'm eating a lot more different stuff but since you mentioned Malzon, mm. he was he was perennially on the hot seat year after year after year after year it seemed like when you would just listen to their fans and listening to Twitter fans is maybe the dumbest thing that you can do. We're finding out in Knoxville just how dumb that can be. But how good a coach is Gus Malzahn from your perspective? He's a very good coach. I mean, just look at I know it's a simple stat, but he's beaten Nick Saban three times. The rest of the SEC coaches combined have beaten him once. You know, I, that tells you what you need to know. The, the guy's a very good coach. The Auburn job Obviously, it's, you know, it's always been a little bit different. 
you're if if Alabama's really good and Alabama's historically good right now, that puts so much pressure on the Auburn coach that I think they get held to a standard that I'm not sure anybody other than Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney is going to be able to meet. Um, that's one thing I brought up because what I, I keep telling people, I'm a hopeless romantic when it comes to the University of Tennessee. One of our poll questions was asking about, you know, if, 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 um, if Gus would be a better option for UT. My question is this. We've seen, um, Nick Saban do it and because he has the power of, of being, being able to do this type of thing where former coaches go there. Would it? be in the best interest of UT to try to do something like that since Auburn is still paying them? Or would he even consider that uh, that being a scenario for him to be a, a consultant to a guy like Jeremy Pruitt? I don't know if he considered that or not. I think he could probably go get a head coaching job right now if that's what he okay. wants. I mean, they, they owe him $10.7 million by January 12th. So <laughs> if I'm him, I'll, I'm going to go – you know, sit on an island somewhere for a little while and then, and then plot my next move. But he's a little bit different. I, I was wondering if, you know, if Virginia Tech had made a move, would they have gone after Gus? Mm. Because I, I think he'd be a good fit there. Uh, but they ended up deciding to keep Justin Fuente. Uh, I, I think Gus can be a head coach next year. I think there's probably some, some places, you know, we'll see what the domino effect is. Uh, there's definitely a shot that if, if he wants to be a head coach at the Power Five level, he can be because right. he's certainly capable of it. I, it. But that might be a way to go is is act as a consultant for a year, you know, and, and learn. Because Gus is a, a pretty curious mind when it comes to football. So he might want to go see how other people do stuff. I don't know if he'd do the whole consultant thing or if he just decide to pick a few programs and I'm going to go here and we're going to share stuff. But mm-hmm. I could see him doing that for a year. Let me turn my mic on. Uh, what do you think about the uh, AAC's yes, response? Yeah, it happens, man. Sometimes, sometimes I actually need to talk for a living, and it's nice when the when the world can hear me. Or maybe it's actually better when they can't. But the ACC commissioner or the ACC AAC, I'm gonna get this right. You can go into merit, Shepard. Just say Michael. AAC commissioner. Yeah, what he said as a result of Cincinnati dropping a spot and actually invoking he who must not be named, aka the BCS. And saying that basically there's a ceiling right now for programs like his. What, what do you think of his objections and what's the fix here? His objections are correct. He's going the wrong direction. You don't want to go to the BCS. That, that won't get you what you want. If you would like a group of five teams to actually have a chance to compete for the national title, you should be lobbying for an 18 playoff that has the highest ranked group of five champs have an automatic bid along with the five-power conference chance. That would give your team a chance. In that scenario, Cincinnati would be in line to clinch playoff first by beating Tulsa this weekend. I don't understand why these commissioners can't figure out that there's a very obvious way to fix most of their problems if they just do it. And it's not just Mike Oresco. If you're Larry Scott at the Pac-12, you should have been pushing for this years ago. You're, you're League hasn't made the playoffs since mm. 2016. If you're Bob Bowles at the Big 12, you don't make it every year. Why don't you want this too? Like, it makes no sense. And then Greg Sankey at the SEC, he can just sit back and be like, ah, I don't know. We're pretty good with the one we got now. Oh, wait, we're going to get two teams in every year and maybe three some years? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. 
And, 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 you know, there's clearly a lot of different issues in the, in the NCAA world, especially on the football side. We had a long conversation, Jason Schaefer and I, in the sense of just talking about, okay, what, what do they need to do? Even going back to March Madness, the, the blue blood is always getting in. And this was another conversation we had. And he was yesterday, the blue bloods of football. The gap is so large and, and, and vast between these five schools. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU, as far as recruits, as far as getting five-star recruits, that the conversation needs to be, well, when does it break up or do there does there need to be a Super League when it comes to these five teams in a sense of that they know how to, I guess, nothing's changing for them. Nothing's changing for anybody else. And you might have one or two good years of one team maybe breaking the mold a little bit, but it seems it seems like it's going to stay the same when it comes to recruiting and winning. But it won't, because things are always cyclical. USC dominated the first decade of this, this century. Alabama dominated the second one. Somebody else will probably dominate the third one. And that, that's just that's how it, it rolls. It, it, it's cyclical, and you know, right now Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State are on top. Georgia, they get the recruits, but they haven't broken through yet. Yeah. They haven't won the national title. So, I mean, that that's the thing. If you want to get the best recruits, produce first-round draft picks. It's really simple. Alabama has 17 first-round draft picks since 2015. That's why they signed number one recruiting classes. And you guys say, well, it's a chicken-egg thing. They had to sign the number one recruiting class first. Well, okay. They, but there are schools that are signing top five, top ten recruiting classes that are not producing draft picks like that. Texas is a good example. Texas signs the recruiting class that, that's usually in the top 15, but they've produced one first-round draft pick since 2015. Well, there's your problem right there. So you've got to be able to develop the players you got, and that's not, uh, you know, you don't have to be able to get five stars to do that. You don't. Right. There, are, there are programs that produce NFL players year after year after year that do not get four- and five-star recruits exclusively. So everybody can whine about it all they want. There right. is a way into that club. Clemson wasn't in that club till Dabo put him in that club. So you can you can get in there. It's just you, you got to work for it. We were sitting there, actually, the three of us, Andy, Schaefer, and Ramon and I, we were sitting there uh, as the Butch Jones news came down on Saturday. We were watching football together, and, and we were talking about Clark Lee to Vanderbilt because we'd had Chris Williams on and a couple of days before, and he had suggested basically – that he felt like Clark Lee should be the guy. And of course he turned out to be the guy, but we had talked to you on Thursday and we asked the Butch Jones question because you had asked it on Twitter about at the right level, Butch Jones has a serious track record. And then Arkansas state, a school, with a little bit of solid tradition when it comes to football on their level, they bring in Butch Jones like two days after we have that conversation. And we all thought that day we we're just like, hey, man, that's a good hire. Like whatever you want to say about Butch Jones at that level, it's a good hire. I mean, what it do you think of right Arkansas now, yeah. State and the choice that they made? I mean, they always lose good coaches, but they seem to find good coaches as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's funny because they had that run where they had they had Gus and then he went to Auburn and then they had Hugh Freeze and then he went to Ole Miss. They had Brian Harson, and then he went to Boise State, and you know Blake Anderson was there for a while. But yeah, Butch is a Butch is a good hire at that level. He's he, he's going to be able to win there. Now it's interesting because I wonder if they were thinking, should we have waited another day because we probably could have gotten Gus back, or at least mm. asked him if he wanted to come back. 
Um, but no, I, I think that's the right level for Butch Jones, and, and this will give him a chance to show, hey, look, I know what I'm doing as a head coach. I realize these, the last year and a half at Tennessee were terrible. I said some things I shouldn't have said about five-star hearts and about champions of life. <laughs> not going to do that anymore. I'm going to win some games, and you'll be happy. Based on what we've seen with like Lane Kiffin and even Sarkeesian, even though we haven't seen the next act of that, but feel like that's coming sooner rather than later, what do you think Butch Jones may have learned uh, being under Nick Saban for a couple of years? And maybe he's been able to check his ego a little bit as well. Maybe his ego was a little bit out of control there at the end. In Tennessee, he was he was kind of off-putting in certain respects. But what what do you think maybe he's been able to take from his time at Alabama based on the history of guys that have been under Saban and then gone on, and especially the reclamation projects that have gone on to to maybe find some success in their second act? I think for Butch Jones, one of the things that, that needed to get better was just ignoring the outside noise. And Nick Saban's great at that. He just yeah. doesn't worry about stuff. I was watching his press conference yesterday, and somebody asked him about uh, something. Some, some coaches had, had talked about beating Alabama on the recruiting trail, and somebody asked him, "Does that you know motivate you? Does that give you you know any kind of juice on the as you chase these recruits?" And he was like, I'm not even on the internet. I, I don't know if, if anybody said something like that. I just want to get good players and win championships. Like, what? I don't understand why. Why you? Why? And his response is like, "Why would you even care about that?" And so, Butch Jones being around that for a few years, maybe he realized that attitude of "Why would you even care about that?" is the way to go. And it, I mean, it would have especially been the way to go at Tennessee, which is a place where the outside noise is exceptionally loud most of the time. Now, Arkansas State, you're not going to get that. There, there's not. 24 7, 365 coverage of the Red Wolves. So, you know, he can kind of break it, break, break in easily there and, and, and see if he can handle, you know, the one radio station in town talking about it or the one newspaper in town writing about it and realize, I just don't need to worry about this. If I, if I worry about the product on the field, everything else takes care of itself. Andy, I got to ask you, too, because why? This is what we do here when you come on the show, man. We talk sports, we just talk everything else, too. I asked uh, Schaefer and Jason before we came back on. I was like, I got to ask Andy this. Have you ever gone to Cracker Barrel and ordered anything besides breakfast? Because I haven't. Well, I ordered a burger one time. Have you? I tr- I'm trying to think if I have. I might have ordered a catfish dinner one time. But I get catfish <laughs> for breakfast, too. I get, I, get the, <laughs> I get the country boy breakfast, and I ask for catfish, and I rip it up and mix it up in my grits. Hmm. See, I'm not alone in this one. I, I yeah. there's only been one time for me. But what's crazy, if you ride past one in the evening time though, it's usually always pretty packed. Oh yeah. I, well, but here here's the thing, Ramon. When I, I I'm sure this happened when I got that catfish dinner because I probably I might have been craving like green beans or something like that instead <laughs> of grits. So I, I probably got the catfish dinner, but then I probably didn't have them bring any cornbread. I probably just told them to bring biscuits. Okay. No, no, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, I've done it. I mean, usually I guess I get breakfast, but I've gotten the vegetable plate several times. I've been told their fried chicken is off the chain, but I don't have, I, I don't know. I mean, somebody's going to have to tell me about that. It's a thing that exists, and Publix is a place that exists, so I'm just, I, I don't really need to, to worry about anybody else's unless you're like a really specialty fried chicken place. Fair. Definitely yeah. fair. Uh, another question that, that has popped up that Ramon asked me about in the first segment, I guess dating back to my pro wrestling history, but 
I don't know how big an aficionado you are, Andy, but who is who has your favorite clothesline? The fam is all on Twitter right now reacting to what we were talking about on that, so we at least wanted you to weigh in before we let you go. The best clothesline. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I always thought Macho Man did the clothesline. Oh. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> Ooh. One, one of my highlights, I, when I was living in Tampa, I, all the, the wrestlers worked out at the, the, the gym I went to. And so you'd see, guys, like, uh, remember uh, Demo, the tag team Demolition? They had Axe, Smash, and Crush. Crush yes. was always yes. in there. Yeah. And, and, and you'd see, you know, every once in a while you'd see like Chris Jericho or somebody like that. Uh, but I was at the Smoothie King next door to the gym one day, and I'm about to order, and I hear behind me, Ooh, yeah! And it turns around, and it is Macho Man. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Macho Man! And he just <laughs> like that. Normally, that's just, that's just what he sounded like. Rest in, yeah. rest in peace, Randy, Randy Papa. Man. The most amazing thing about pro wrestlers back in the day, and I would even experience this, I mean, other than when you were actually in a locker room with them, is they believed in keeping it real in public all the time. So the, so Randy had to keep it on. So that's awesome, though. I mean, don't, that, that's... Don't, don't, that's, don't you break, can't break the kayfabe when you're ordering a smoothie? <laughs> I didn't want to use the word, but now that our, I love this, now we got a completely different lane that we can go down uh, with you. Next week, I want to talk to you about getting subpoenaed in the Bielema buyout case because that's news I was not aware of that I saw pop up on Twitter about seven or eight minutes ago. And then I saw Texas Tech is still paying Cliff Kingsbury, and I was just like, treating this like divorce. When you get remarried, the child support stops, right? Or like the, the alimony stops. I don't know at all. Hopefully, I'm never going to have to experience it. But it's just like, I mean, once you get the job of the Cardinals. Yeah, I have a buyout story in the Athletic today. And, and yes, Cliff Kingsbury is still getting paid by Texas Tech. And when I read Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech contract, the only thing I could think of was that house that he tweeted the picture of in Arizona (laughs) during the draft. Yeah, the one when he was sitting in a room where it looked like nobody else existed, but the the room was bigger than probably his entire practice facility at Texas Tech. (laughs) Absolutely gigantic. So what's your favorite Hall & Oates song, Andy? Oh, all right. This is tough. I was trying to decide this today. I'm going to go with You Make My Dreams Come True. It's an easy one, man. By the way, that's actually the incorrect way to say that song. I looked it up last night. It's You Make, you make, you make My, my dreams. dreams, right? Yeah, yeah trip me out yeah. too, man. Trip me it's out too. parentheses, right? Come true is in parentheses. Yeah, threw me off. Threw me absolutely off. Andy, enjoy the weekend. Uh, hopefully some close games. And yeah. Hopefully some good ones with some heavyweights this weekend. And we look forward to, to chatting with you every week, and we'll do it again. See you, guys. Thank Appreciate you, Andy. It. Andy Staples, the athletic at Andy underscore Staples, brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. Tennessee Education Lottery proud to have raised more than $5.5 billion to support education programs in Tennessee. To learn more about programs funded by the lottery, visit tnlottery.com. You guys are just weighing in with a lot of clotheslines, and a lot of you are impressing me with some of the some of the names. David Reed, producer of Midday 180, my good friend and groomsman at my wedding, put in uh, Okada, Kazuchika Okada from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm like, it's my quarterback right there. That's <laughs> solid stuff. Squared Circle Radio back in the day. How about this? If the playoffs started today, the Titans would play the Browns. They played them two weeks ago. Who you got? We'll address that next. Jay Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Get the Titans and Lions. Coverage starts with Blaine Bishop, Mickey Ryan, and Kevin Dyson. Sunday morning at 10 on your home for Titans football. 104.5 The Zone.
It is a Hall and Oats Thursday. Maybe it becomes a Hall and Oats Thursday every week. We got John Oates next hour coming up mm, in about mm. 25 minutes. We talked to Andy Staples about Hall and Oates. We told you kind of why we're doing this. If you missed that, go podcast every bit of this show. Do yourself right on this Thursday at J Martin and Ramon on Twitter, but you can get J Martin and Ramon wherever you get your podcast and listen to us however you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. Replay it for all the important people in your life. Hey, man, you got to listen to this. Right. John Oates coming up in about 25 minutes. And uh, yeah, uh, just. It's what we do around these parts. Looking yeah. Forward to that conversation, to say the least. No idea in what direction it goes, because he may come on here and want to talk about the Titans, but uh, we'll see. We also talked to Andy about Waffle House hash browns and how we do it, and you laid yours out, and I was just kind of like, Moan, I was expecting better, buddy. Nah, simple but good. You're definitely going country next time, I guarantee nah, you. Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I got to know that the quality so – we're not going to act like Waffle House just has the highest quality. So if I'm going to eat like some somebody's like uh, biscuits and gravy, especially white gravy, I have this thing hey. against like white creamy hey. things. Like I'm that. trying to get them to cater the show here, son. What are I'm you talking about, hey. man? Come on now. I'm come on. Hey. I mean, what are you hey. doing? Hey. Come on. My bad. My bad. Hey. I'm just saying I'm hey. not a, a white gravy person. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and give Waffle House this, too. <laughs> Pro tip. Remember, I, I've saved a lot of y'all's lives out there when I said go to a Chick-fil-A and get that lemonade split with fruit punch. Mm-hmm. For me, it's diet mm-hmm. lemonade split with fruit punch. Best drink in the world. Do it today. Go there and say, hey, let me get a uh, large diet lemonade split with fruit punch. Ooh. Fantastic. But the other thing, maybe low-key my favorite dessert, Waffle House chocolate pie. Straight Never out of the little mini fridges. I used to go in there and just get get a slice of that and take it home. Never had I, it. Wow. To me, it's just fantastic. And it's cheap. It's like two bucks. The last time I got it, it's been years. But um, off the charts. Stop by Waffle House, get the hash browns the way you want them, and tweet us at Jmart and Ramon the hash browns that you've ordered. Let oh. us know how that's rolling. Speaking of which, we got Scott in Nashville. Scott wants to talk about his Waffle House order. This is Jmart and Ramon on 104.5 The Zone. Scott, what's up? Gentlemen, I am not part of the Twitterverse, but I had to share. You are not doing hash browns right until you go all the way. I skipped the <laughs> onions and add two eggs over easy on top. What? That will change your world. I didn't even know that was an option right there. I'm not an over-easy guy, but the fact that you stepped outside the box, Scott, and say, you know what? Do it my way. They will ask to cater to you. It's the Waffle House. See? Interesting. Interesting. Literally, we're not living right. I never even thought of eggs on it. That's interesting. That's Me really interesting. Either. I'm more a scramble guy myself. Me too. More of a scramble guy. I'll throw some eggs on top of my hash brown, like scrambled eggs, that is. With they, and I'll say this, too. Waffle House knows how to do the correct proportion of cheese and the cheese eggs. Got to give it to them. I mean, but the thing about their cheese is amazing. It's not shredded cheese. Nah. It's just like, nah, it's just a couple of thick slices of cheese. <laughs> We're not going to mix it in. This is going to be the hat. Do you want some potatoes with your cheese? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it rolls right there. You know how we roll in 20 minutes? What's that? Don Oates. Yeah, buddy. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. When we come back, we didn't get to it because we didn't have enough time. We're going to do it off the top of the third hour. Titans would meet the Browns if the playoffs began today. We saw it two weeks ago. Would it be different? A debate we will have when we come back on 104.5 The Zone.